Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. Welcome to episode four. Right now, my audio probably isn't the best because I'm using my AirPods because I am also doing my makeup while recording this because I can. And yeah, let's get started. First question is, do you believe the Earth is flat or a globe? I'm questioning everything right now. I believe that the Earth is a hologram, (laughs) like I said in my first episode. So to me, it doesn't really matter if it's a globe or flat or whatever. Globe seems to be the easiest because I've seen globe more often. And so my brain kind of defaults to it being a globe. And I'm cool with that. I would rather not use time thinking about whether or not it's a globe or flat just because I I personally don't see the point of worrying about that unless I'm like a geologist or something, which I'm not. But feel free to question that. That's totally a viable thing to question. I just don't spend time doing that. Next question. Your timeline of integration once you are aware of your own human design reading, or human design chart, rather. Timeline of integration. So I learned about human design. Timeline, I'm not good with time, but I know I learned human design. I learned about it. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I'm like, oh, I recognize myself. And then I was into it for a little while, then I like dropped it completely and was like, this is weird. I don't know if I trust it. This is some weird man who used to work in advertising, just channeled this weird, like, what the hell is going on? So I dropped it, and then something made me pick it back up for a while, and then I got really, really into studying it for a couple of years and like did charts for friends and stuff for a while. And then, (laughs) after studying it, then I finally started living my design, like couple years into knowing about it and studying it and it hasn't been that long that I've been living it out probably like a year or so maybe two years time is weird but actually living it out is way different than knowing a bunch of stuff which is why I'm so adamant about live your design like be your type actually try out your strategy you know but yeah so that's that next question what does it mean to be a reflector What it means to be a reflector is that you try out and sample certain aspects of other individuals and you reflect it back to themselves. However, you like you can have a sense of self as a reflector because you are the one that their energy is moving through. So it's going through your channel. It's going through your vessel. So like you're you're still yourself and you just happen to reflect people back to themselves and The reason for that role is to kind of be a barometer for where someone is and their environment. So you're a reflection of the environments that you are in. Yeah, that's what it means to be a reflector. Next one, thoughts or advice on projectors wanting to work with another projector, how to invite. I'll just talk about invitations in general really quick. So invitations can be like, hi, I invite you to do this, or I would like to hear what you have to say about this, or can I invite you to do this? Like it can be like that, but it can also be an energetic, an an energetic invitation, meaning that 
this person clearly feels safe and open to hearing what you have to say there. It's almost like words become very easy for you to express because that person has made energetic space for you to say what it is that you have to say. So if there is another projector that you are wanting to invite into something, see if there's energetic space there for them to be open to what you're about to say. Does it come easily to you? Does does it feel like it's going to be like a smooth transaction between you and that person? Hopefully that is clear. Next question. What would you say the most important thing is to know about human design? Your strategy and your authority, period. That's all you need to know. That's it. You're fine with everything else. Like I said, probably for the third time is supplemental. Your strategy and authority that's it. That's the best thing. If fifth lines are project, oh, sorry. Next question. If fifth lines are projected onto, how do true friendships work? Are fifth lines ever truly seen? So, as a fifth line, I want to ask you what you mean by seen. I I'm a five two, and I don't really know what it means to be seen exactly. When people say that that they feel seen, I don't know what they're talking about personally, and so I. I if you could DM me again and maybe like clarify what you mean by seeing, because I truly don't know what you mean, but what feeling you're reaching for with that. But when it comes to like true friendships, fifth lines can definitely have true friendships. There's a point where you're not really performing anymore. And the thing to remember is that like when you're performing, that's still you when you're, when you're being a certain aspect of your fifth line projection field, it's you, but then there's also a different version of you, and certain people get to see that version of you, just depending on how safe you feel to truly be yourself. At least that's my experience of having the fifth line. People see the true quote-unquote self when I'm in the mood for that, and when I'm not, then I don't. Yeah. Let's see. The difference... Next question. Can you explain the difference between a generator and a manifesting generator. A generator has an activated sacral, a manifesting generator has an activated sacral and a motorized throat. And what that means is that they are able to manifest energy out of their body. However, they still live under the strategy of the generator because of the nature of having a generator or a type. And so what that means is that manifesting generators are able to pivot at will very quickly compared to a generator because of this ability to kind of manifest energy. We manifest pivots or opportunities within our within our auric field at any given moment. So we're able to switch back and forth between things. And we need a lot of options because of that ability to manifest energy at will. And when I say manifest energy, I don't mean like manifest, like get what you want manifest. I mean like energy leaving the body, like the sacral energy from the sacral chakra going out of the body through the throat, creating energy outside of the body. That's what I mean by that. The next question is, do you think everything we experience on earth is predetermined? Sort of. I think that there are endless predetermined timelines that are available to us and that we can control which timeline that we're on at any given moment. So there's, to me, there's predestination and free will when it comes to which path we decide to hop onto. Next question. So there, so if there's only four types, is a man gen just a gen or are there qualities from a man 
two or manifesto two. Well, I kind of answered that one earlier, so I probably should have read that inside. Cool. Next question: How would you use specific gates and planets in your HD chart to empower or inspire yourself? A cool thing that I do is if I see a number pop up often in my life, I actually go ahead and look at that gate, and I'm like, hey, what are you? telling me reality what do you want me to look at what do you want me to pay attention to that's one of my favorite ways to use like gate numbers i also depending on like what i'm trying to get done i might take a look at my planets based off of like what the planets mean so let's say you're wanting to understand where your drive comes from a little bit more in human design, your drive has to do with your moon sign. So looking into those planetary placements and those definitions can kind of guide you a bit. And I also just use my intuition. So like if I'm doing a reading and a person wants to know certain things, then I'll like clear my slate and then certain planets in particular like just kind of stand out to me on a chart. And I'm like, oh, cool, I should talk about these planetary placements or these channels. But yeah, use your intuition and use the world around you to kind of show you certain gate numbers and play with that. Next question. Thoughts on the idea of coded ascension knowledge in the Bible? Coded ascension knowledge. Is that like, I think, I think coded ascension knowledge maybe needs wisdom. And there's tons of wisdom in the Bible. I love it. I, the, I was raised as a Christian. And so I have a lot of Bible verses kind of stuck somewhere in my subconscious. And my brain probably uses them all the time without me even knowing. I'm sure. But Bible's great. I'm a big fan. Next question. Could you explain the paradox of acceptance of what is leading to a desired outcome? Acceptance of what is allows you to not be vibrationally fighting against reality. If you are fighting against reality vibrationally, reality can't really give you what you want because you're fighting it. Yep. That was that was nice. That was a that was a nice little channeled answer there. Let's see. What is good about having a completely open heart? How to become wise about it? So the way that I look at having an open heart is that we, as beings with open hearts, were born into reality knowing that worth and value aren't real. But our brains translated that into, oh, at my worth in particular and my value is not real. And so there is this sense of like worthlessness or lack of value that does pop up with an open heart. But the gift of the open heart is to understand that value is it literally like it's not real it's made up people just decide how much things are worth and then they're worth that and so if you're able to have that like click in in your reality when it comes to how much things should be worth like it's almost like money becomes this weird melty nonsensical game it's it's money becomes less real less like physical in particular and also like the feeling of needing to be motivated to do things also becomes very like not necessary i i personally like i'm not a very motivated person i don't think that i need motivation to get things done i just do what i want when i feel like doing it And it just happens to be the things that I have to do. I don't really have to make myself do anything. And that is one of the gifts of having having the open heart is that like willpower is not necessary. And getting to play that game is super cool. The next question. Any advice for 6'3 profiles, especially before 30 years old? Don't be so hard on yourself. It's probably pretty rough right now. You're experiencing certain like highs and lows. Because you're going to super school, basically, like you're going to school in reality in a way that is meant to 
transform you pretty rapidly because you came here to be the role model. So don't be hard on yourself when you mess up. Kind of like look at hiccups and mistakes as wins because like, oh, you tried this thing out. That's not the way to do it. There has to be another way to do it. And you guys are the ones who are willing to do all of those ways. As long as you're not being, as long as you're not getting stuck into pessimist loops, then you just get to keep playing. It's like a fun game. Play. You like, it's a cool science experiment. You're fine. You're doing great. Next question. Top three money abundance cheat codes. Hmm. I talked last time about how money is alive. Thinking about money as you is very helpful. Another thing is not making money a big deal, but that that could be like my open heart in human design is able to do that sometimes, but don't make money this really, really like important thing that's more valuable than you because then you're keeping it away from yourself because a part of you is like, well, yeah, I know this is hard. I can't do this. So yeah, don't make it a big deal. And then, uh, let's see, what else? Expect to get it. <laughs> Which I know people say all the time, and I used to be so annoyed when I, like, I'd be like, what do you mean expect to get it? But, like, just expect to make money. That That is it. Those are the biggest ones. I'm going to end this podcast because I was realizing that, like, I felt weird because it wasn't super insightful and deep. But then my inner self was like, yeah, that's because things are way easier than like some people make them and it's totally fine that some people want to have a more like complicated textured in-depth experience of reality but I think my job is to just tell people like it also doesn't have to be that deep like it's a game you can play it in a fun chill way yeah it's it's not it's not hard and I know it's it's that sounds crazy but it doesn't have to be hard if you allow it to be easy it can be easy which I literally kept telling myself for a while until it started happening. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I literally just have to let my life be easy. And then it's like, oh, oh, we're easy now. Okay, great. But yeah, I just wanted to wrap it up by telling y'all that it's very simple, the whole being alive thing. Also, there's wild stuff happening on the planet. There's genocide and murder and all these, you know, painful, terrible, horrible things. And that feels unexplainable. And so I'm not going to explain it in this podcast. But at the same time, life can be extremely simple and very easy when you let it. And this is based off of my own personal experience. That's all. Love you. Bye. If you want to submit questions to be read and answered on Cheat Codes podcast, Go to pthefairy.com, click Cheat Codes Podcast, and there is a question submission button.